While many of our guests usually have adventure and the outdoors ingrained in them at an early age, it wasn't that way for today's guest. Growing up in Sonoma County, in the valley of Northern California's coastal hills and vineyards, she remained relatively homebound. It wasn't until a trip to Yosemite National Park in her late 20s that she found her place in the outdoors after becoming enamored by the monumental granite faces of the valley. Many road trips and day hikes later, she's dedicated much of her life and work to conservation and inspiring people to get outside. As a multiple business owner, she triumphs in the face of adversity and discomfort. Even after an unfortunate accident while hiking, where she was hella rescued and left with shattered bones in her foot, she persisted to grow her businesses, and more recently, become a mother while becoming the new owner of an outdoor apparel brand, Go The Fuck Outside. For her, the outdoors has become a place for mental clarity. Whether it's camping, hiking, or simply sitting outside enjoying what nature has to show, in these moments she feels at peace and wants to share that feeling with everyone she meets. Welcome to the show, Brianna Hansen. The first time that I saw the the name of your business i i just burst into laughter <laughs> and then i was like yeah. i get it <laughs> totally get it i i agree i cannot take credit for that um i took a bot go the fuck outside from chrissy um in october so our sale closed at the end of october um i was very pregnant and I had been a longtime fan of Chrissy's when before it was go the fuck outside it was Ello Supply uh-huh. um but I've been a longtime follower of Chrissy's just from being like a a gym rat in Southern California to her move up to Reno Nevada and opening her gym and through sobriety and all the things that led her on her journey through mm-hmm. to founding go the fuck outside and I was a fan. I was a fan of the name. I loved the idea. I loved just like, get out of your head, go the fuck outside, you know? Yeah. Um, I think for her that I can't, you know, exactly speak for her, but I think for her, that mission was born out of, in her sobriety, her need to find something else to do. And being outdoors was a huge part of that. And she speaks very candidly on her personal pages about how mm-hmm. adventuring and being outside helps her with that. Um, that is not my path or journey, but it's been so wonderful watching someone build this brand and build the, her life the way that she needs to in order to maintain that and enjoy the outdoors to her best. Um, you know what I love so about she, about her, uh, and I was, and I've been following Chrissy for a little bit, and I love the mm-hmm. the authenticity that she represents. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no bullshit between like between you and her on Instagram or whatever platform there's there's just there's no filter because it's not necessary it's mm-hmm. just this is it this is who I am and and I imagine yeah, she creating the to... brand that's what it was all about for her completely it's like she I, I think people are drawn to 
individuals who share honestly, you know, yeah. who come at things from a place of, from honesty and authenticity and just being like, look, what you see is what you get. And if you don't like it, you're not my target audience. Like get out of here, you know, um, go the fuck outside has always been a very inclusive place. Uh, they believe in outdoor inclusivity, um, in outdoor access, in outdoor mm -hmm. education. And I hope to continue to, to push that. Like I, um, it's been <laughs> buying a company at eight and a half months pregnant. I had a baby exactly a month after our sale closed and then was like, Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> Is that an emotional uh, so, decision, by the way, to buy a business? <laughs> like I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to buy a business. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is. It also, I own a couple of other businesses, so I'm not new to, to business ownership. And okay. I think what drew Chrissy to me as a buyer was that, um, one of my businesses is a company called Heritage Alchemy, and we are a sustainably focused shop that is trying to help our community reduce consumption of single-use plastic. So we've been selling products with a lens under sustainability, trying to balance that sweet spot of like, mm -hmm. yeah, we live in capitalism and we have to buy products and I have businesses and I want to sell products in order to make money. But also I want to make sure that we're getting good quality, environmentally friendly things out into the world, you know? Yeah. Um, she loved that. She loved the idea that it was a very similar mindset and similar awareness. You know what Ben and Chrissy did with Go the Fuck Outside was really focused on the sustainability portion of screen printing using water-based inks, mm. which are better for the world than the yeah, plastic ball. Um, using recycled t-shirts with different, uh, you know, cotton blends and different things that are more sustainably built just from the fabric level. So we've tried to maintain that in mm -hmm. our first round of t-shirts that we've released and work with similar sources, work with a lot of the same vendors. Um, it is difficult to, as anyone will tell you in this world, it is difficult to produce a product and have it be good for the environment. I'd say that that is impossible, right? <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's definitely um, a, a, a line that you can draw mm -hmm. on your own and like what's acceptable or not and, and really just do your best, I'm sure. Yeah, and what I loved, you know, when we took over the company, they didn't offer returns. So mm -hmm. they are like, no, you cannot return your product because shipping it back to us is terrible for the environment. So mm -hmm. even if I was gonna resell it, um, keep the product, we'll refund you your money, you know? Okay. Uh, and that's something we still feel today, like that, shipping is just such a nightmare for the planet and that is a nightmare for sustainability and we do it to the best we can which is trying to function as you know I did a bunch of pre-orders for our new short line um what the way I think we're moving is just printing by order so hmm. doing batches of sales printing those and shipping those rather than ending up with t-shirt or apparel waste um, which there's so much of, so, so much so. of, I don't want any of our products to end up, you know, in some South American desert, just taking up yeah. landfill space, you know, with the rest of the unused products in the world, that would be such a nightmare for me. 
Um, I think it, it's core, Go the Fuck Outside, is just a nice little brand reminding people to get out of their heads, get out into the world, enjoy nature and all its beauty. You know? Yeah. And I want to try to preserve that as much as possible. I'm really curious now because you because you are a, a multiple business owner and, and and I've been I've I've been part of a lot of different businesses I've bought businesses I've sold businesses and I tend to have similar like things that I look for right when when I'm going into a business because a lot of times mm-hmm. you know I want to be able to again be authentic and represent myself, especially if I'm going to be doing a lot of work because I want to do work that inspires me and aligns with what I want to do. And, and I, and I'm sure this, and you could elaborate on this, but going into that decision to, to buy, go the fuck outside to um, take over Mm -hmm. that. Was there a process of you um, deciding like, does this align with what I want? Can I do this? Um, and will it support my other businesses? Will it take away? Will I be able to be a parent? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, in any business endeavor, any job any of us have, I think that's such a huge part of it. Um, at the time I did not have the baby. So I just assumed everything would cut, like I have lots of family and I'm, I have flexible working hours. You don't realize how much time those babies actually take. <laughs> so you just don't think about it you're like that won't be a problem with my life I can figure it out and yeah it definitely um I've had to really drill down on on my focuses like just figure out what that is what the importance is what the hierarchy of needs is going to be and Mm -hmm. and go through that um I will say that right now we're still trying to grow go the fuck outside into whatever it's going to be. Um, I'm trying to let the community tell me that and see what they want. And most of it's apparel, which is great. I love the design aspect of the apparel. Um, but a lot, it takes a lot of time and energy to focus on, on new designs, on picking the right fabric for it, picking the right printers for it. Um, and just making sure that you're doing everything as correctly as possible and not spending so much money that you're never going to make any of it back. And that you're also producing the product that people want. Yeah. So, don't want to. Um, and so that does take a lot of time. It does take a lot of energy. I haven't had a ton of that with the baby, but things are getting better. You know, he's almost six months old and um, it is getting easier. He's in daycare a few days a week. He's with grandma and grandpa. He's with different family members. So mm-hmm that part of it but I really try what I try to do with that my week is Mondays and Tuesdays when he's out of the house from eight to four those are the big work days right yeah. so uh, whatever needs to get done for any of the businesses happens then and then when I put him to bed I try to go through a few hours of of the more fun stuff uh creating social media posts creating newsletters working on the website mm. um any of the creative stuff gets done later at night so yeah, I'd say first I've been in a like admin catch up role for a while after mm-hmm. taking a small maternity leave, and now I'm coming around to okay, things are getting better, and I have more time to be creative and interesting and work with people who want to grow our brand. 
you know, grow our awareness. Um, what do you notice about the about- culture of, of that? Like the people who want to help you grow it, what, what are you noticing and, and how are you able to, to affect any change in that or? Yeah, I think everyone who reaches out um, and wants to be a part of it in some way is because they love the outdoors, right? They love the mission. We're all there for the same reason. And I think that that is something truly wonderful. Um, And I want to support that in the best way possible. One thing I love about what Christy and Ben did from the beginning was donate uh, profit proceeds each month um, to various organizations. And we will continue to do that. Uh, you know, the Outdoorist Oath is a new nonprofit that started this year. Um, they're one I would really like to support with our with our profits this year. So um, that seems to be what they did was on a monthly basis, and we'll be hopefully doing the same thing uh, as soon as we start, you know, really growing that to scale. Nice. <laughs> so I'm ex- I'm looking forward to giving back to the community, giving back to. Um, anyone and anyone anyone interested in in spending time outdoors anyone interested in the adventure anyone interested in just whether it's just a neighborhood walk mm-hmm. in the trees of wherever you live or by the beach or wherever you are or to extremes of like crazy mountaineering whatever you're into I think this brand is for you and I want mm-hmm. that to be a reminder of just get out there and do what makes you happy yeah yeah I could feel that and and it's and it's that simple. That's what I was. That's what I got the sense of the moment. The moment I actually saw the brand and and started to look at look at it a little bit deeper, is that mm-hmm. it really speaks to anyone who's ever felt good and about going into the outdoors. And and that could be like today. I I went to the park um, to sit on a bench and do some work and just sat there for an hour. And I was the only one in this like wooded area. And it, I felt a complete difference. Focus was way better. I was um, calm. I was, uh, you know, happy. And it's such a, mm-hmm. a simple thing that people, every, everyone can connect with at some point, right? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we tend to get so bogged down and overlook the physiological aspect of what being outside does to us and how good it can feel and and the dopamine we get from it right just a little bit of the endorphins we get from sweating a little bit outside the yeah the way all the good chemicals flooding your brain that are like just smelling trees just being out in the world and then the like the under stimulation like we're so stimulated Mm -hmm. in the modern world and even just sitting at home there's so oh, there's always something yeah. to look at or something that wants your attention, but out in the Absolutely. out there, like the only thing that wants mm-hmm. your attention is are the mosquitoes and you know yeah, exactly. It definitely forces <laughs> you to be much more present, and I think that that's yeah. been a huge thing that actually helped me through various stages of my life with dealing with more stressful times or more anxious times or whatever I was going through at the time. You know, anything that can cut through the noise and the bullshit of your own head and forces you to just be present in the moment, actually, when all you can do is focus and putting one foot in front of the other and just breathing, you can't stress about any of the other things. And that, I think, is the best thing the outdoors does for people. So 
I imagine you've been, you've had this affinity for the outdoors for most of your life and you felt that connection. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, start I'm very that? lucky. Yeah. yeah, I'm very lucky to be in Northern California. So uh, we're surrounded by outdoor beauty at all times, yeah. um, which I think we sort of take for granted. You know, my mom moved us up here from Southern California when my sister and I were just a few months old, but uh, she, and so she'll still say, look at the trees, look at the trees, because we do live where the redwood forests are. I leave, I live 20 minutes from the beach for a couple of hours from Tahoe. It's just, you know, a perfect place for nature. Yeah. Um, and you never think about like, oh, I'll go on this hike today, or oh, I'll take this walk around this lake, and you, you, you take it for granted, for sure. So it was always around my life. I would say that it became much more of an indoor kid, in my teens and 20s. Um, I didn't camp. I didn't spend too much time outside. I rode my bike a lot, you know, but nothing, no adventuring out into the world, I think. Uh, and then in my 30s, my best friend Amanda um, had a camping reservation in Yosemite and she was like, hey, come with me. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll do it. And I went on my very first, like, camping trip as an adult in my 30s and fell in love with it I fell yeah. in love with Yosemite I fell in love with the way it smells in the valley with how beautiful it is there um you camped in the, the valley size and yeah we yeah. camped in the valley nice um the size and scale of that place is insane you know and that spurred uh that was October 2017 and by March 2018 uh, I was on a two-week road trip through the Mighty Five in Utah, so hit up a bunch of state and uh, national parks there, and drove um, from Northern California all the way through back down to Southern California and up, um, and camped the whole time, and just like, this is it, yeah, man, this is, <laughs> this is great, this is what life should be, just the beauty of the outdoors, the simplicity of it, and and enjoying it. What did it feel like to be to wake up in Yosemite Valley and and just look <laughs> It <up>. was amazing. <laughs> that was insane. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's the trees are enormous. The scale of all the granite everywhere is just vast. So mm-hmm. it's beautiful. At night it was really fun because you can see all of the climbers and their headlamps. Oh, along really? the granite and that I was like those people good good for them that is terrifying to me so my mm-hmm. friend Amanda and her husband are rock climbers and they do a lot of that while we're there I don't I'm more of like a, I'll go on this leisurely hike and then I'll read a book in this meadow and hang out I'm not an adrenaline junkie yeah. <laughs> in any way you can appreciate I'm, it from uh, the looking- ground <laughs> I love it. I appreciate it. I'll watch all the documentaries. I'll watch you do it. I'll root for you in doing whatever crazy hike or mountaineering or climbing you ever want to do. I'm going to chill here. Like yeah. I'll watch our stuff. You go have a good time. You know? <laughs> and that's what I do love about being outside is that you can, whatever adventure is to you, you can achieve that with your friends. So just because I don't rock climb doesn't mean I don't have a good time when I go with my friends. Yeah. It's fun to watch them do cool stuff I'm not interested in it I wish I were it just is not for me (laughs) 
it's like I, I I think about it like going to you know when you're in like grade school and you go out into the playground and and the kids just run out of the door and and they all go into their corners of the playground doing their own thing and every, but everyone's mm -hmm. having a great time and and some kids are sitting in the corner reading in the shade and that's yeah. and some kids yeah. are running around playing tag and some kids are swinging around in the monkey bars but everyone's there and having fun and just mm -hmm. and just yeah. playing and and what i find is and i even you know i i started bringing my son hiking when he was like a month old you know we we just carry him and uh and instantly now he he as soon as i he would go outside he he his face lights up things change and it's yeah. such a a it's a thing that you're born with to like have this desire to what i say just like explore explore the mm -hmm. world and in whatever way that is for you and i'm i'm so excited to watch my son like get into these things and and then decide if it's for him but at least give him that exposure and and yeah, like totally. going someplace like Yosemite is, man, for the first mm -hmm. time when you're when you're 30 years old, that's got to be something <laughs> special. Like, it was like this was here the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. I also, you know, came in early enough that it wasn't too dark when we were driving down into the valley. Mm -hmm. And it was just so, it was really special. I'll never forget that first drive in. Um, you go through that time. And it was perfect. It, yeah. Yeah. You're like, man, I can't believe this I also just think all these people who you know the native populations used the land for millennia uh, and I think the insane people are the like random explorers who were like I'm gonna just try to get down to the bottom of this thing and yeah. see if I can get back up at some point like I think about the very first people who ever did that or if you're if you've ever been to angels landing in zion the first person to ever think that was a good idea like who <laughs> i just want to know who these people are i want to know more about yeah the people that have paved the way for our our enjoyment of these areas you know in the national parks it's so hard because it in creating the national parks we took land away from so many people that have been had their you know generations of humans being hey, having the federal government take land away from them that's the reason the rest of us are all here right uh we live on land somebody had before and that's just the reality of being an american um it's hard to reconcile wanting to go and enjoy and love these national parks i do appreciate that they have been made accessible to so many people in a way that they wouldn't have been before um but yeah it's hard it's definitely the difficult part of just being aware of your history and aware of yeah. aware of what it is to be a human in america and know that in it. order for you to enjoy it someone else was told they can't anymore mm -hmm. you know and that sucks <laughs> It sucks. I mean, I appreciate that it's there for all of us. Um, I don't know what the path forward is. I hope there's something that mm. changes where we can all enjoy it, but that maybe somebody doesn't own it in any way, you know? Yeah. Um, it's definitely a balance between like, you know, when I, I remember reading about when um, 
you know, when the national parks were, were starting to be created and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and look at, I think what was the first one was Yellowstone and, and that took over mm-hmm. a lot of land that was previously owned or inhabited. And, and I think still inhabited. is inhabited mm-hmm. by, by natives. And, um, and then also it was in an effort to like get more people to, to see this part of the country. That's a great thing. And it's also in part to protect the land from development mm-hmm. because someone else could have easily jumped in and built condos, you know? A hundred percent. I mean, if we're just living in a world at the time where people could just be like, there's nothing here. So I guess it's mine. Might as well. And take we created it, borders, right? borders and fences and different things that the indigenous population did not have and did not have to do. Right. Yeah. Um, talk about a, a group of humans who lived much more at one with the earth than we do today or any did back then. Um, and so, yeah, it is nice. I like the conservation aspect of a natural park. I like the fact that you do keep people from development. Um, there are a lot of like land trusts in the area. I'm in in Northern California that do some same thing, buy up old logging areas, buy up old uh, places that would get developed you know, yeah. and just leave it like undeveloped forever, I think, because of these land trusts. And I think that's such mm-hmm. a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Or um, developed for use, right? For public use or community use, like some of those. They create, so some, sometimes no. So like they'll leave it undeveloped forever, mm-hmm. just open space. Um, occasionally those open spaces become, you know, parks with different hiking trails and different yeah. things like that. Uh and so, yeah, the hope is that people get to enjoy it and the stewardship of the land becomes the community's responsibility. And But no one can ever buy it from them mm. and no one can ever develop it into, into homes or condos or whatever the hell they were going to do. So I appreciate that about it. You know, we do need to spend more time um, in conservation. I think that's really important. The average American spends roughly 93% of their life indoors. And Go the Fuck Outside is on a mission to change that. This wildly offensive brand is providing fun gear that helps remind everyday adventurers to get outside for their mental health, their emotional health, and their physical health, and use the outdoors to decompress and to think and most importantly have fun in this thing we call life and if you check out their website gothefuckoutside.com you will see a bunch of their shirts and their stickers that help represent exactly what that mission is it's this fun brand that uses all kinds of uh, colorful expletives to inspire people to laugh a little bit and start to use the outdoors more frequently. And personally, this is a personal note, I find it wild how so many people can spend time staring at their phones and their computers when there's so much out there in the world. And part of the mission for Fit for Adventure and my company, the Summit Academy, is to get people to utilize the outdoors as a place where they can learn and grow and develop as human beings. And Go the Fuck Outside is right in line with that. So go visit gothefuckoutside.com. 
Use the code F4A20 and you'll get 20% off all of their products in the store. And they are frequently adding new launches and pre-orders and special designs as they go. And join me in building this community of people who want to spend more time outdoors, more time adventuring, and having more fun in life. Now, let's get back to the show. So when you started um, getting into hiking and camping and all the road trips and seeing all these beautiful Mm -hmm. places, what was... What were you dealing with at the time? What was going through your mind and, and how did you find like refuge in that? Yeah, I think a lot. I think, you know, you're in, you, in your early thirties, you're figuring out, okay, I'm an adult now for real. <laughs> and I know more than I did before. And I know a little bit of more of who I am. I don't think I, I've been coming out of a long period of years where I didn't like myself very much a person not that I was a bad person I was just unhappy with where I was at in my life you know and I think the outdoors has always been a place where I can just reflect on what I should be doing what I need to be doing it's a great place for just sort of meditating on those things Mm -hmm. um being outside helped me realize I should spend more time out there (laughs) when we were uh when my business partner and I were kind of bouncing ideas back and forth off new companies we wanted to do high on our list after I got spending time outside more high on that list in in early 2018 was an outdoor apparel company Mm. we were like that's what we want to do uh it had you already been so you had already been in business for a while and and yeah I'm doing business with uh like I said a few different companies um we have a business consulting company um that business partner and I decided we wanted to do what else did we want to do what else would be fun and interesting Mm -hmm. and more creative and we were like what's important to us being outside that's helped me get over various bouts of anxiety depression mental hurdles um you know like I said I was at a stage in my life where I just didn't like myself very much and it's hard to love other people and have a happy life when you are not at a place where you love yourself at all. Right. And spending time outside has always helped make me feel that love and making it helps my body feel strong. And it just helps you feel connected in a way that you don't when you're just in your house, staring at a computer screen all day long. Mm, So that's what you were doing most of the time is you were yeah working and you just think I think you get so sucked into work 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 I'll work some more and just trying to make ends meet and you just get sucked into the cycle of of not enjoying things as much or thinking you're enjoying them but not really you know Mm -hmm. and spending time it was that camping weekend that really changed a lot for me and then just pushing myself to do more of it that road trip was a huge like going from a person who doesn't camp to all of a sudden like tent camping through five national parks yeah uh in a two-week period like are you insane yes but I did it (laughs) (laughs) um I think that's part of it is that like this is hard like I have a lot of friends who refuse to tent camp they're like no 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 we car camp or van camp but I will not (laughs) 
sort of dirt bag it and tent camp on the ground. It's not always comfortable. It's not always easy. I think I find that more comfortable that's than part of the camp. fun for me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of the fun for me is that you know it is hard. It's a reminder that we can do hard things. You mm. know, and feel good. And, yeah, and feel good. You know that. It is, I do think as humans, we need a little bit of struggle. If things come too easy, we don't appreciate them as much. Mm-hmm. So I think if we have experiences that force us out of our comfort zone, we can enjoy it a lot more. If, uh, if you were to um, go back in time and think about opportunities you had to experience this like that you probably turned down <laughs> could you could you think <laughs> of anything because um, oh, you know, there have been so many things like I you know I wish I would have started this when I was younger that that voice comes into the head right did you have those opportunities Absolutely. I yes I mean I grew up here you have all the opportunities in the world to to kayak to canoe to rock climb to hike to trail run whatever it is you know spending time outdoors um I went to college in Oregon same thing there uh and I would say that yeah I don't spend a lot of time thinking I should go back and if I could go back in time I would do it all over because it wouldn't have had the same journey right? right I wouldn't be the person I am today if I had been rock climbing since I was 16. True. Um, There were, there are always things you wish you could do Mm. and have done differently. Um, But I like to think that there's a different apparel universe, Brianna, who did. And (laughs) I often wonder, what's she up to? I hope she's enjoying it. You know, (laughs) this is the path that I'm on. Yeah. And I, can't change it so there's no for me there's no point in looking back might as well oh I wish I'd gotten into it earlier yeah I'm just gonna enjoy it from here on out now that I do know I love it let's keep Mm -hmm. going forward were there any points in like since since starting your uh since like making this big change in your life and getting so in touch with with nature were there any points where you felt um afraid in like on the on on an adventure or in the outdoors yeah yes yeah. uh i actually in october 2018 um i broke my ankle hiking and not just broke it but like obliterated it i it was very early in the morning it was one of those like okay we'll go super early we'll do a, a quick hike in quotes uh a couple of hours of hiking we'll do this loop um here in northern california mount tamalpais is a wonderful mountain with lots of hiking opportunities gorgeous areas decided to go from like one point of it to the other and back around um made it just past halfway and wasn't it's the dumbest fall wasn't paying too much attention. It was early or, you know, sort of early fall for here. It was late October. It hadn't been raining. There's a lot of leaves all over the ground. The dirt's really soft. I took 
one little slip skid and shattered my ankle. And I've been nervous about that. Like, oh, you could really hurt yourself. Like I'd seen people hurt themselves in Yosemite. I had seen yeah. people, um, you know, you have, there's always a risk you take just being outside of your own home anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've been in a very bad car accident before. I've been through all of this stuff where anytime you step out of your bubble, bad things can happen, right? And in the outdoors, more stuff can happen because there's elements you cannot control. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd always been a little bit afraid of that. That's kind of part of the fun, I guess, is knowing the way to take care of things in an emergency or figuring out how to how to survive something that could otherwise be quote unquote dangerous. Not that hiking per se is dangerous, but I did shatter my ankle and have to get airlifted off of the off of the mountain. Oh, um, it was an ordeal. <laughs> you know, we got very lucky. It was my boyfriend at the time. Uh, he had some like an ace bandage and some other stuff on him. We wrapped my ankle. Um, we found some nice like larger twigs and logs to kind of wrap around it to mm -hmm. create a sort of brace and then the only other people were on the trail that we saw it was you know like I said 8 a.m really early Saturday morning uh were trail runners and one of them happened to be an ER nurse so he and my boyfriend at the time helped carry me to a part where we somebody got one bar of cell service and called out uh but yeah, definitely after that, it was like, maybe a satellite phone is not a bad idea, <laughs> right? Some yeah. way to keep track of people, um, even if you're in an area that isn't necessarily that remote. Um, so yeah, it was a fun experience. And to this day, that ankle is not at 100%. I will oh, always yeah. feel it. It has limited a lot of my um, outdoor excursions, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. you know? But um it was a good learning experience for sure. It's uh, it's it's always interesting how things like that happen when it's definitely not expected. Like you think you're going out for a casual hike on a nice fall <laughs> Saturday morning, and and it's just yeah. mostly you know tame, right? You're not going. Mm -hmm. you're it was rock it was a or... relaxed hike. I was not thinking it was going to be anything too crazy strenuous you know we were just on this gorgeous hike um i had lunch plans we had timed it to be done you know within three ish hours four ish hours so we could go have lunch at this little great mexican spot have a beer enjoy our day and mm -hmm. and then be done with it move on with the rest of the day you know grocery shopping all that stuff yeah. i did not anticipate having a long line drop down and pull me 200 feet up into the treetops and into the helicopter that was rescuing me and then that's something you'll the never forget in the er <laughs> it, it was a wild experience that is for sure it is not something i'll ever forget and it also reinforced the fact that i do not want to rock climb or tree climb or anything yeah. involving ropes and heights like that is not mm. for me <laughs> i think everyone was like oh my god because they sat me on the edge of the helicopter and everyone was asking afterwards what was it like on the helicopter were you scared and I was like no I was terrified on the minute and a half it took them to pull me 
up. Uh, that was terrifying because you just, you know, you're just free to whatever. There's nothing yeah. underneath you. There's nothing really above you. It's just rope as far as the eye can see. So I'm very thankful to everyone that all those first responders that mm. helped me out of there and helped me out of that situation. But yeah, for about two hours, you're like a priority rescue in the middle of nowhere on this mountain. And then when you get to the ER, you're just the girl with the broken ankle, right? So yeah. by the time I got there, <laughs> it was like not a life-threatening situation. By it was any such means. a different world too, to go from that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden be it was. in the hospital and you're like, well, what so just like happened? Stick her in the, yes, <laughs> we'll put a bed for her in the hallway. And you're like, oh, I guess I'm not right. I just broke an ankle. No. Yeah. But uh, the, so here in the area, um, the California Highway Patrol has a rescue helicopter that they use out of the Golden Gate Division. Mm -hmm. So the CHP is the, the ones that actually came and got me. And they record almost or all of their rescues. So at the yeah. time, they actually like put it on Facebook. So I was able to share it to people to be like, hey, so my surgeon who did my ankle surgery watched it right before my surgery. And he was like, oh, man, that was sick. You know, <laughs> <and> just, <laughs> he was stoked that he got a cool story about the ankle he was about to repair rather than someone who was like oh I tripped over my dog or the rug or whatever it is yeah at least there but, was some some cool story attached to it that yes. <laughs> yeah I'll never forget it for sure I'll never forget the experience I'll never forget breaking it I'll never forget any of that and it has made me more cautious you know mm. um definitely much more cautious out there in the world uh which I don't think is a bad thing yeah, and there's there's a lot of lessons to be learned there, like even even outside of doing things in the outdoors and it's expect the unexpected, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure in in being a business owner, there have been times where that's showed up too. Absolutely. You know, what's been what's been the most challenging yeah. thing for you as as a business owner in either growing or taking over a business? Yeah, I think for me personally, um, you know, Heritage Alchemy opened its retail store in November 2020. Mm. So opening an, a retail store in a less known neighborhood in the city we're in, um, in the height of a global pandemic, we're here in California, things were still very much so closed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that wasn't easy. Uh, it was a big challenge to get it open. I was very proud of us. Um, the hardest decision I've ever had to make about it was in March, we closed it down. So we made it a year and a half, but closed the doors of the store to the public. Mm. Um, I still have the lease on this space. And one of our full-time employees is, is in there doing a little pop-up of her test concept for a shop. Um, and I hope that we can act as sort of a small business incubator, but between the baby and go the fuck outside and the business consulting and the other companies we have, it was just feeling like a lot and something I couldn't give my time and attention to. Um, and that has been a tough decision. You know, it's two months since we closed and I still feel bad about it. Mm. <laughs> but when. Was it the know, right decision though? Was just, it something that you realized is like, the, Hey, this is the way forward to make it. Yeah, it didn't seem, I wasn't able to give it the attention it deserved. Right. So it just felt like this is the right path right now. 
yeah. I would love to be at a point where we can maybe reopen it in the future. Um, I do think it was a wonderful store and a great concept. We are still very much so online. Yeah. Uh, we still ship items. We have local pickup for people that live in the area. Um, we have not disappeared, but it has been harder to spend the time and attention to promote it, to advertise, to update inventory, to make sure the website's working. You know, you hire other people to help you do those things, but no one cares about it the way that you do, and rightfully so, right? Um, no one's going to spend, okay, there goes the dog, <laughs> came inside and got water, and then I think what happened is that she's left the door slightly ajar, and she, <laughs> I have a Siberian Husky for nice. all of you listening at home. She is a gorgeous, derpy dog. So <laughs> she lets flies into the house, and then she is afraid of them. So she just ran right back outside because she saw a fly. So <laughs> anyway, um, it was the right choice at that moment in time. And yeah. again, no one's going to care about your baby, your whatever that is, as much as you do. And that's okay, you know, um, but something had to give. And that was the thing I had to be okay letting go for now. If yeah. I want the other stuff to be focused on, that's the choice we have to make. Yeah, sometimes you pick like the, you know, is it, it's not, I wouldn't say it's dead weight. Um, it, it is mm -hmm. some, sometimes there's the priorities and there's the things that are definitely fulfilling the, what you want and giving you what you need out of it financially. And then even emotionally, like, are you be, are you able to put the effort and time and energy into something? Um, and, and then recognizing mm -hmm. like, there's usually areas especially in business, like you get really attached to certain things for a while, um, even though it's like the lowest ROI compared to mm -hmm. some other things, you just really want it to work, right? You have a, it's more passion. Yeah. I see that all the time in, Absolutely. in entrepreneurs. There's like that, um, then almost a, a, a fear of letting go of your, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say bad ideas, but your ideas that are, um, that really only you can see like long-term the vision of it because you haven't figured out how to help other people see it yet. Right. But other 100%. things are working just fine. Right. And really mm -hmm. moving the needle. What are some of the things right yeah, now that I are, think... are moving that needle for you? Like what's working well? <laughs> um, what's working well is just actually to be honest, being back into a position where I can focus on all of them. Like mm -hmm. having come out of the haze of a newborn situation, I am a single mom by choice. So I used a sperm donor to conceive. And a lot of that, that was actually a decision based out of my time in the outdoors. I spent a lot of time in the early pandemic, just taking walks, lots and lots of walks and lots of time outside and lots of podcasts and figured out what is it that I want. I think March 2020 changed a lot of lives and that was something that changed for me was a focus on I'm getting older and I want a family and what does that look like for future me and how do I want to do this and and definitely made the right decision for myself but because of that it is all me and that can feel all consuming for sure especially when you have those brand new babies um yeah. And I threw all of, before the baby, I would use all of that time and energy and effort into the businesses. 
And I would stay up late and wake up early and just be working all the time because I loved it and it was creative and fun and interesting. And after the baby, it was like, man, I don't have time for anything. Like, I am thrilled if I can shower and do a load of laundry and feed myself, right? Um, not having a partner in the house to help take the weight of all of that yeah. has made it difficult to have time to focus on any of the businesses. That's why closing the store seems like the, the least impactful choice we could make for the business for any of the other stuff. Um, so what's working now is that he's a little bit older and I have more help and yeah. I get to spend more time focusing on work again. You know, I do feel that drive to reopen the store, but it's interesting that it, what we're talking about now is kind of exactly how I came to purchase Go the Fuck Outside. So mm. that was Christy, the previous owner. She was not able to focus on Go the Fuck Outside in the way that it, it she knew it needed to be nurtured. And if you fought along with that brand for a while, they spent a lot of 2021 talking about they didn't really know what to do with it anymore. And it was difficult. Mm. You know, Chrissy was no longer in a place where she just wanted to be wearing the word like fuck all over her t-shirts. And, <laughs> and I yeah. get that. Um, you know, there are definite challenges to owning that brand. Uh, you cannot... I can't advert, I can't have an Instagram store or a Facebook store because our products have profanity on them. I can't advertise mm. uh, an image that has profanity or if that image, if the advertisement doesn't have profanity, but it's directing you to our website, which does have profanity. It also, you can't advertise that. I was just so, reading all those rules about able, Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And it's, there's mm -hmm. so many regulations around me, those things. Yes. Yeah, it's really difficult. I mean, that was something that she had talked about very openly and candidly. Um, and she was not wrong. It's mm -hmm. incredibly challenging to figure out ways in which you can advertise well, being true to your brand, you know, mm. um, and pointing to a website that has a bunch of fucks all over it, you know, <laughs> so um we'll see what we're able to do with that in the future. And that's what I'm primarily focusing on now is like, how do we grow that brand while we live in the world we live in today, which is that most people find the products they like from being online. Mm. I would love to be able to advertise and promote our products. Like every other brand out there does. Yeah. Um, What's really impressive so though, how is how it's grown enough. organically without the. Yeah. That's such a testament to, to Chrissy, for sure. I mean, yeah. she, it's a testament to the team that was a part of Go the Fuck Outside that so many people were so interested in it and its message. And I think, again, just drawn to authenticity. Yeah. You know? um, uh, drawn to their story. I hope people stick around. <laughs> That's all I can hope for is that I hope they continue to love the brand, even though Chrissy and Ben aren't a huge part of it anymore mm -hmm. um we i love them you know i know they love what we're doing too and i hope that we can continue to have a great working relationship but i want people to still know that the mission remains the same and yeah. i hope to just continue to produce things you love and get the word out go spend time outside it's that simple yeah what is yeah. what is your vision for it for that brand um, 
you know, let's say in the next three I, years, where do you see it? Where do you see the potential for it? I see it more as a support to what I think a lot of other people are doing. Um, like Chrissy with her Send Femme group, right? A community of like-minded people trying to spend time outdoors, or like I talked about the Outdoors Oath, um, a group of nonprofits trying to help make the outdoors more accessible, more inclusive. Uh, I don't see us necessarily being a nonprofit that does that or being a pinpoint for a, a um, community to find each other necessarily. But I see us as a springboard to help those brands and those mm. ideas. I'd love to collaborate with them. I'd love to help um, figure out a way for our communities to be a part of one another. You know, uh, any way I can support them, whether it's financially or through a product or however we do that, I'd like to see more of those um, alliances, partnerships, friendships mm. as we grow. That's what I, I see our role as being. That's a that's a really um, noble vision for a business, because most mm -hmm. bu most businesses want to be at the forefront and and to think about how you can best fit in a supportive role is really cool, mm -hmm. right? And to, and also like yeah, I mean we're not but also like realizing like oh well this is how we best serve the community too, and best serve the mission. Yeah, and I think a huge part of that is is evolving our range of apparel that doesn't have bucks on it. <laughs> um, you know, allowing yeah. for there to be more space. Uh, Chrissy and Bennett always use the tagline wildly offensive. So you'll start okay. seeing that on a lot more of our stuff um, that doesn't say fuck. We're making quite a few more things coming out that have uh, go the heck outside. Um, you know, if you want to support the vision, but can't rock a fuck on your water bottle or the side of your car or your shirt or whatever it is for any reason yeah i don't want i don't as someone that wants it to be as inclusive as possible i don't want to deter a whole group of people who you know maybe can't have that have fucking blazons across their chest like yeah we have said so even if they I, feel I it like they like they align with that you feel bones, it in you, know? you, you just, like they want to say and, you know, it, i think yeah. How do you say that without, <laughs> without the, saying it? You know, that's the, that's the yes. thing. And once you figure that out, like what's the, what's the best way to say fuck without actually saying it because people. <laughs> yeah, how do we get it across? <laughs> mm -hmm. I agree. And I think, fun. you know, um, words are just that, right? They're just words. We are the people that assign them power. And unfortunately, fuck has been given a negative power um yeah and i don't think that should be the case you know i think that we are mindful of our usage of it we're not swearing at anybody it's not meant to make you feel bad about anything it's tongue-in-cheek like don't take something so seriously just go the fuck outside you know yeah. and i hope to capture that in ways for people to continue to be a part of it without um having to not support us you know i imagine almost I want them to take out the almost i imagine a very uh light-hearted comedic approach you know like like you said <laughs> why take it so seriously why why be so <laughs> serious about this when it's it's really we're really just trying to get people outside 
Exactly. I mean, my, right now, my favorite t-shirt that we have out is this one that's called Happy Nature, and it uh, is these sweet little cartoon drawings of trees and and the sun, and everything has eyes. They all look like sort of psychedelic 70s, um, but it just says it's all sweet and happy, and it just goes back outside. It's like, don't take it so seriously. Mm. <laughs> so that's what I love about that. So I hope to continue to capitalize on that and figure out what that looks like for us as we continue to move forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're here to support. I'm here to support that. <laughs> um, and and I've I've realized there's a there's a few ways, a few avenues of spreading, right? Spreading your message to that go around yeah. Instagram and Facebook because they're really making the rules around what how people can advertise and it sucks i i went to boost a post the other day and it got it, it got denied and there's no reason for it and i was it it doesn't even give a reason it's it says read the community guidelines and there's like 50 different points of <laughs> on co uh, code of conduct or profanity or um and literally any mm -hmm. bullshit that that someone complained about once, I'm sure. And I'm like, none yeah. of these make any sense to me. I don't, I really don't understand why this like educational post I just put out got, 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 wasn't approved. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know the community guidelines are wild. Um, it's tough, but you find ways to, to get your word out there and get your yeah. message out there. And I'm thankful to all of the people that choose to follow the brand and engage with the brand and mm. who you know share it with the people that they love and care about that's the number one way we can introduce people to new things right and just by sharing it with our friends so yeah if that's the only way we grow I'll be happy with that awesome what uh last question I want to ask um what does it mean to be fit for adventure in your in your words in your mind in my words in my mind um hmm. i think fit for adventure uh is sort of the perfect accompaniment to going the fuck outside yeah. um be fit for adventure go out there get out there enjoy it uh be mentally fit healthy physically fit mm. um whatever adventure means to you be fit for adventure i think it's such a like great phrase nice great job matt <laughs> i like it i like it yeah. yeah whatever it means to you just be that that's a great way of thinking about it beautiful yeah i mean that's what i think is so hard about um people introducing people to the outdoors right mm -hmm is that you think you have to be this adrenaline junkie or ultra athlete or whatever it is, or be even, you know, there's a huge gap between people who spend out time outside in smaller bodies versus larger bodies. And I think that there's a huge uh, inclusivity gap with that, where people that are maybe in larger bodies are made to feel like they can't be adventurous, right? Whatever that is, they have to be fitter in order to be adventurous mm -hmm. and to the world that means in a smaller body, which I just want to obliterate that isn't true. We shouldn't associate fitness with that. We shouldn't associate adventure with that. Just wherever you are, when the body you're in now, the person you are now, whatever adventure means to you, mm -hmm. just go out there and get in it 
that is a person that is fit for adventure. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So what's, what is the best place to, to actually find you? Is it, is it your website? Is it Instagram? Yes. Uh, Instagram is probably the easiest place to find us. We are at go the FK outside. Um, and we are go the fuck outside.com. We are go the fuck outside on TikTok. No, wildly offensive on TikTok, I think, cause they wouldn't let me have a swear word in it. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you'll see more stuff on all platforms, but, uh, check us on our website. You can join our mailing list. I don't send too many crazy emails out, but every so often we send some, uh, good sales out. We just had a, a buy one, get one 50% off last weekend. So, um, if you are about us, come check us out. Nice. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put that all in, in the notes and I'll put it out there and get people, get people yeah. to find you. That's, that's, that's the mission. Thanks a lot, Brianna. I yeah. Love this. this. Thank you, Matt. This was so fun. Yes. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, please go and share it with your friends, share it with everybody, share it with your dog, your cat, your family, whoever you're going to bring outside, especially and I want to say this, I'm putting it out there into the universe. My goal for 2022 is to make Fit for Adventure the number one podcast in the outdoor category on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever. This is the number one outdoor and adventure podcast in the world in 2022 and you're going to help me make that happen by sharing it with some friends and of course visit go the fuck outside use that code f4a20 for 20 percent off all of their stuff and all their future stuff and we're looking forward to seeing what brianna does and working with her a bit more we are so excited thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed the show and Please remember, leave us a five-star review, comment, share it with a friend. Do everything that I'm telling you to do right now because, hey, that's how we grow and we spread this message of getting outside, having more fun, living adventurously, and being fit for adventure. Thank you, my friends, and I will see you soon. Bye.